Hey everyone, welcome to Little Everything Podcast. And on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about starting sheep. I'm your host, Mike. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to start a sheep farm and what it takes to start a sheep farm. This is going to be an interesting podcast. Stay tuned. Okay. How to start a sheep farm from scratch. Okay, first thing is, what are you going to call your farm? What kind of name are you going to give it? Are you going to be using the sheep for wool, for meat purposes, or resale, like registered sheep? Are you going to use it to market to other people? Another thing is, are sheep a good investment? I think sheep are a good investment here in the United States right now because it's a growing population. <clears throat> here in Kentucky, we've had um, quite a few. Uh, uh, we got a market in Richmond, Bowling Green, and we got a lot of pretty good market to people on uh, just local side of people wanting to start a flock. Um, and I've seen a lot of uh, what's really big here is hair sheep. And the difference is on the hairs. We'll get a little difference to that here later on in the episode. So, are sheep beginner friendly? I think sheep are beginner friendly if you raise your... If you raise your ram around people, around animals, and I think they'll be more likely to uh, be friendly, won't ram you. And I think they're uh, pretty beginner friendly than cows because a pet cow can, you know, get up to a thousand pounds. And a big thousand pound lap dog is not, I don't think would be fun. You know, because I've seen incidents where, you know, you go into the, drive your truck into the farm pasture there, and here comes your bull that you raised from a bottle calf, and he's ramming the truck and rubbing it against your truck. I mean, literally picking your truck up off the ground. So that don't seem like too friendly or fun to me, even though it's been friendly, but it's a 1,000-pound animal. And yes, I do believe you can get hurt, you know, with sheep, you know, because sheep are skittish animals. I mean, they they run from you and they don't like to be fooled with or played with unless you've been around them, you know, and grew up with them and you play with them every day or you're around them. And uh, what are the benefits? Um, I think the benefits of sheep is the wool content there's still market for wool i know a fellow in somerset that sells quite a bit of wool and he also takes takes them to the market um for you know a lot of overpass and that's um that's a holiday where people eat the sheep on overpass and there's a lot of uh people that eat uh lamb 
and I tried lamb this year for the first time, and it was actually pretty good. It was a lamb burger. I ain't tried lamb steak or rib or anything like that. I say that's also pretty good. I've heard it was. And why do I think people should uh, start sheep farming? I think it is good for the wool content if you're in a market for wool or just to market to other people. And I love it that I have my sheep on pasture and I don't have to mow the grass <laughs> or bush hog it. And they keep it, you know, pretty good. And in some areas where grass wasn't growing as great, I, the grass is going great because of, you know, the sheep are just eating it and, you know, they're rooming the animals. I mean, they're putting it right back on the pasture. And so how many sheep should you get? That depends. So I think I started out with five ewes, one ram, and I'll get into my ram later. Uh, but they uh, kind of suggest, and I think sheep are more profitable because on acreage of land, so people suggest one acre per one cow. And some people run, you know, five sheep to one acre or four sheep to one acre. It kind of depends on what area you're in, how much rain you're getting, and how much grass your your pasture is growing and how good your pasture is to raising more sheep on pasture. So, and that kind of depends on, like I said, your pasture. So that on the startup of the sheep is kind of dependent on your pasture and how many. I think I started out with five ewes, one ram, and it's been pretty good for me. And so the system I have for my sheep is I rotate my sheep quite frequently. And that's just, you know, to keep the parasite load down. Uh, and I have found out in the summertime the parasite load and in the springtime comes in pretty heavily. And you have to literally control the parasites. If not, it could kill your whole flock. And I had a vet come out and she says the amount of parasite load is you want a little parasite in your flock and that's just to keep your flock sturdy you know more hardy and I was like mm, I don't know that's a little scary and I have quite a few sheep farmers in my area and they've been really really good mentors to me so if you go to start a sheep farm you know get with people that you can contact and call if something happens and they pick up you know, right there, or you go to their house and they give you feedback on what they do and how they do things and how frequently they should do this. And I suggest that you run a uh, free choice uh, minerals too. That is a, a, a good option. Make sure you do that for your flock and that, you know, so there's no like uh, vitamin deficiency 
in your flock. I think that is a good thing to do. And I touched on the land. Uh, sheep on the shelter. Do sheep need shelter? I have uh, people that has, you know, a pretty massive barn. I actually have a, let's see, six by eight, six by ten, maybe six by ten uh, little shelter for my sheep. They stay around it because it's kind of shaded and, you know, it's more comfortable for them. But I know people that don't have a shelter or a barn and their sheep go under the trees and they feel great, you know. I mean, the people that have run sheep with no shelter feel pretty comfortable about it. Sheep can handle the rain. Uh, but uh, I say lambing is, I don't know, I haven't lambed yet for sheep. I have for uh goats and they like to shelter but then you know sheep i don't know but i'm just gonna run my lambs in a shelter just to you know keep them out of the rain and hopefully sell because i want to keep my i want to keep my lambs pretty healthy and sell sell the stock from that maybe the rams i'm definitely going to sell and i'm maybe going to keep one one you back if I have pretty good success with uh, lambing this year. This is going to be my first time lambing. And so, touched on the shelter. Okay, so this is going to be the fun part. So, which type of sheep should you get? Okay, there's hair, there's wool, and there's so many different breeds. Uh, a lot of people right now is, if I'm saying it right, St. Croix is more your parasite-resistant sheep. I don't run St. Croix. I run Dorper. And people will say they don't run hair sheep, literally, because of the carcass yield. And what I mean by carcass yield is how quick they get up to market. Like wool sheep are more pound for pound, a lot heavier, and grow to market so much quicker. Which of a hair sheep grows slower, which can get to a market, but it's a little slower to get to market. Not as much weight, not as much money yield if you're sending them to the market. Um... So, it's your choice on running hair or dorper or hair or wool. I run hair and I have a few wool. The few wool sheep that I got are Hampshire. They are a really uh, big breed. Uh, I really like them. They're kind of taller. They're fun. Their temperament is really, really good. And when I go into the uh, pasture, I just, you know, they know me by here, sheep, 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 sheep. So they come running. But, uh, and that's just on being around your sheep and knowing what they get used to. So they're really used to me doing that. So 
with that is it depends on what you're going to do. Are you going to run register and try to, you know, local or uh, market to people that are local and trying to start a registered uh, stock? Or are you going to run commercial where they're just running them to the market and that's uh, the stockyards and running them for meat or running them for uh, other purposes? Because some people just put them back out in the feedlot and keep producing with them. And it depends. And uh, I've have uh, you know a lot of people that uh, the few people that I have in my um, circle that are mentors to me is like you know if you have a lamb or if you have a you that's not producing you know lambs, then you know you send her straight to the market. You know if you have a lamb that's getting out and um, you send it to the market or any of your uh, sheep that are getting out and so if sheep getting out and they follow other sheep follow the one that's getting out i mean your whole flock will be out so they usually send them to the market and keep the ones that's going to respect and i find out that if you have a huge flock that would be a good idea but i don't have a huge flock i have my ram uh he's he's pretty big about 250 He's a dorper, registered dorper. He's huge. So, and um, it's pretty expensive if you go the route of doing uh, the registered side, I think. And I'm going to go ahead and let you know how much mine costs. Mine was 400 a piece. And I've seen dorper uh, as low as 150 and that's commercial. Maybe I should have started out in commercial because I will tell you, I've had a few deaths and that has been in, in the sheep and goat and it's been due to parasites and you know, it's called a formatcha score. You make sure you check their eyelids pretty frequently. People do like, uh, once a month, but I find out that it could you know, once a month to me is that's not as frequent as, you know, because I want to keep my I want to keep my herd or my flock because it's, you know, I pay a lot of money for them and I don't want to just not take care of the parasites and they die. That would it's not fun. But sorry to ramble on and go off topic, but. It depends on, we're going back to the topic of what you should get, wool or hair. And that depends on what you want to do. And there's all types of breed of sheep. Like I said, St. Croix is your hair sheep. And they are very hardy animals. There's a guy out in Missouri named Greg Judy. He runs sheep. And he says that he hasn't wormed his sheep and he sells he sells out of his uh, stock pretty quick, quicker than people can come and buy. But he has marketed his sheep and ran his sheep for years. So he's pretty known throughout Missouri and throughout the United States. So people travel from states and counties away just to buy his sheep and they... 
get to his sheep and you know they're hardy and but the thing of it is it's different from other people i run a full-time job i'm pretty sure he just runs he's probably ran a full-time job years down the road but i say he's retired to where he can profit off sheep that he don't have to work anymore and he just runs his flock and has other um people that has interned and come out there and he pays to help run his flock and he moves his flock every single day and for a person to move their flock every day you would have to be on that and he's running hundreds of head of sheep so for you to move them sheep every day you have to have a good group of people working for you, interning for you, learning the sheep business. And he does that every day. And he teaches people all kind of things. And you can go to Missouri to tour his farm. I haven't uh, been wanting to since I got into sheep farming. I've done a lot of research which I will tell you, I didn't do enough research. I would say do a lot of research before you get into sheep farming. And like I've said in previous uh, episodes, my sheep farm is an hour and a half for me. I literally work 12-hour shifts. And on every two days, I usually go down and check on my uh, flock of sheep. I do have people in the area that will call me if anything goes wrong or see a sheep down or anything like that so I can get down there. I will leave work to go. So I would say do your research. Keep your animals healthy. You know, use all the right tools here. Um, and I know the whole vaccines and all that stuff and what else? Um, the antibiotics have really here in Kentucky you cannot get an antibiotic without a vet uh, prescription or going to a vet. You still you can go to Tractor Supply, Southern States, or any local farm, farm store and get your antibiotics. Now you got to get it from the vet, so it's different. And most of the time I see right now that you have to have a vet come out and visit your farm, look at your farm. And look at your animals just to do like a wellness check. And you have to do that yearly here in Kentucky. And, you know, your vet calls could be, depending on how far you are, anywhere from 100 to 300. And like I said, it's depending on what you want to do with the sheep, how you want to run them. Like I said, I want to run mine to uh, people that are looking to, you know, build a register stock. Right now, I'm just going to be selling my rams. Hopefully, I can get my rams up to a good weight, healthy, big, beautiful rams. I just like the way the Dorper look, their stance. Like I said, people don't like Dorper. I think they're one of your bigger hair sheep. But people don't like Dorper because they don't get to market quick enough. 
more than the wool and people are looking to make money and make money quick fast you can take and i've been to the market where people sold 50 wool sheep and you know they get two two dollars per pound 250 per pound and they be four months old that is really good and like i said i'm just you know do your research uh look up your vaccine and the vet told me they are three three parasite medicines and what they like to do is if you suspect your sheep have worms or one of your sheep have worms you would take a not to say it in a bad way but a poop sample take a poop sample down to the vet and she would let you know what worms what parasite it was and they would tell you what to treat the parasite with what best to treat the parasite with because there was only three three that they use and I think right now I'm only using which I haven't ran into them and they've been very very effective for me so I've been using prohibit and uh sidectin is what else I'm using so and a crazy part of it is I will tell you I am using electric netting right now okay I'm using electric netting it is great okay and I got that from Gallagher you can actually get that from anyone that sells electric netting for sheep and goat I recommend it for sure the Gallagher one I recommend it because it's the two the two um, prong that goes in the ground one prong I haven't used that but two of we've had a pretty frequently had quite a few windstorms and it's really held up in the windstorms um and i use solar on them i don't have electric running to them i have solar and the sheep have really done good with respecting them respecting the uh gallagher but i will tell you i have tried to transition into what they call the string strand um, and putting it on there like a hot wire and I ran probably 500 feet of that and that they don't respect it as much as the netting I really like the netting so I suggest you get a really, really, really good fence and a good charger because it goes down really, really quick. So the the wire I ran was high tensile. I ran four. My goats I put out with my sheep. Goats are a different story. Do not get goats unless you got the best fence. And the word on the goats if you can throw water, if water can get through your fence, goats can get through your fence. It's a figurative speech, but 
If your goats get out, your sheep will follow your goats. It's no fun. So I do have goats. So that is another thing, another topic to get into. But make sure you got a really, really good fence and a good charger. I have, I think, six rows running on mine. And I have, let's see, five, six. I have between, I think, 12 sheep and goat running on it. So make sure you get a good fence, fence charger. I cannot stress that enough. And the parasite load. So with that being said... Make sure you do your research. You choose the best breed for you, what you're going to do with it. And I do believe there's money to be made in sheep. And you need to let people know what you're running. Are you running them pasture-based? Like where they're just pasture? They're not getting any supplemental feed? Which I will tell you, if you just run pasture base and someone else is running feed you know corn sweet feed the person that's running sweet feed is going to get to market a lot quicker because they are running feed and grass so with that being said is are you doing you know more of the pasture base which people are, you know, just nothing but pasture, which is pretty marketable. Marketable. And so that depends on what people are looking for. Are they looking to get a commercial breed of sheep that you are running, that are just running on sweet feed and getting really big, quick, fast? Or are they looking for a sheep that is more ran for pasture base, that is good, marketable for meat, which people will eat uh, sheep that have been ran on sweet feed also. But the question of it is, though, are people looking for the grass-fed lambs to eat? And make sure you are... Like I said, I, I'm not stressing enough. Do your research. Because I, like I said in previous, wool sheep, you will have to hire someone or you will have to learn how to shear sheep. And it is no fun. I thought it was fun. My back was hurting. I only got two wool sheep. People have hundreds. And if that's something that you want to get into is uh, doing a side hustle of shearing sheep, oh, it's good money. Really, really, really good money. But it's hard work. People say it's not hard work, but it is very, very hard work. And uh, go to uh, go to classes uh, teaching you about sheep, how to rotate sheep, what to do with sheep around uh, the area there in your counties uh farther counties away i actually went to a fencing school i went to a shearing school 
and that's not like a university or anything like that. That's something that like a college or something would put on or just your local farmer put on around your local areas. And that's just to, you know, help uh, future farmers to get into farming, learn them the basics of sheep farming, pasture raising. And I think it's really good for young farmers right now to get into sheep. And like I said, the investment is on what you really want to spend. And I think uh, registered sheep, I think needs to be more your experience so i would probably go with commercial sheep if you're getting started out because there are cheaper cheaper sheep because you can get them for a little cheaper and i will say what all everybody tells me that i run in that are running sheep sheep like to die and they die quick they get down on you quick and so and that's that's the thing you know it's nature you know something happens i mean we get down and learn to trim hooves hooves is my biggest pet peeve make sure you trim the hooves and on hooves is like our their hooves will grow quicker with um, your sweet feed and pasture raised, both they will they will grow quicker than say a sheep that you run primarily or basically on nothing but pasture will grow at a slower rate. But the sheep that you run with pasture and you supplement feed with sweet feed will grow quicker because they're eating more sweet and I'm not really know the reason why it grows faster, I guess, because all the stuff that's in the sweet feed, maybe that would be the thing, but I was just letting you know what I do. I run Dorper, uh, do your fencing, uh, and if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Uh, there is a lot of uh, resources on YouTube. Um, Harmony Farms, uh, which is Shepherdess on YouTube. Uh, Shepherdess, Harmony Farms, definitely look them up. She's really good with the registered Dorper, and she does have commercial. She runs Dorper. Uh, look up Greg Judy. He runs the more of the the St. Croix. He runs registered and commercial. And you can purchase both from him. I think you can also purchase both from Shepherdess and Harmony Farms. Um, and I follow a, a lot of people on uh, over in the UK that runs uh, wool sheep. But their operation is super intense and they've been running their sheep farms for years and generations and generations so they're they're very very knowledgeable about things about sheep farming 
that we can't even imagine over here in the United States. And I like watching the people in the UK because they run their wool sheep and them things are humongous. Like, if you get a chance, look up Texels. They're sheep breed and they are huge and they look like a sheep on steroids, literally. Big old ears. It's just crazy. But just do your research and, you know, get on YouTube and look up, you know, the Famacha score that's checking their eyelids for a parasite load and uh, look up anemia, what kind of uh, minerals they need. And that's free choice. That's, you know, you don't give it to them immediately. You give it to them a little bit at a time. Then you just let it free choice when they can get it. Go to it at any point in time and get it. And that's a deficiency that they have in their vitamin. They know what to eat and how much not to eat. Just because, like us, we know our bodies and what we're deficient in. So... Just do your research on YouTube. Can't stress that enough. But like I said, if you need anything or have any questions, just feel free to reach out to me with any questions about sheep or goat. And if I can't answer it, I have mentors that can, that are really knowledgeable, that's been running sheep, like I said, for 50 plus years combined. And... This episode has been very interesting. Uh, I like talking about sheep uh, because it's it's fun raising sheep, listening to them and watching them on pasture, watching them grow. I got the ones that I had. I think they was at 50 days old. So it was pretty incredible to watch them grow over the years. And I got them in last December. And here it is, September, going into September. I think this is August 30th. But uh, look at the breed that you want to do. Do your research. Sheep are fun. And they just look phenomenal. When you drive down the road and you look at your pasture and your sheep are doing good, healthy. It just, it's incredible watching it. Um I don't have a background in farming. Uh, I just have a background in bush hogging, done a little bit of hay here and there. Um, I done a work uh, farms when I was younger, so it's really I worked more of a crop based farming, and that was at a young age, and that was just to make extra money for school clothes, things like that, etc. But I didn't really work any animal-based farming, technically. So this is all kind of learned over the year that I've been doing the farming. So I don't think it takes a genius. I just think it takes quite a bit of research. And having someone in your corner that will teach you, help you, and like to see you grow. So... I would say if you do it, get someone that's uh, relatively close to you that can mentor you into starting a sheep farm and see what they recommend and what they recommend to have on hand. 
at all times in case the sheep gets down, gets sick. So with that being said, I am going to close this out. And it has been fun. Like I said, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. And don't forget to like this podcast. Let me know what you think. Because this has been fun. I like uh, to do this. To talk about stuff. So that brings this episode to the end. A little of everything podcast. We hope you enjoyed learning about sheep. Starting a sheep farm. Tune in to our other episodes. Look at our previous episodes. Look at our future episodes coming up. Hope you're along for the ride. And like I said, follow us on social media. Mine, social media, Instagram, YouTube. Thanks very much for listening to this episode.